The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Now that we've wrapped up some of the world creation and gotten most of the character information onto the character sheets, let's learn more about how they got together. Joe brings Mickey, JJ, Kurt, and Chris through creating some backstories. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from The Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com, on iTunes, Facebook, Stitcher Radio, Google+, Bing, TuneIn Radio. If you have an Amazon Echo device, you can ask your device to play the podcast Adventures from The Shed on TuneIn Radio, and she will do that for you. We are going to go around the table and say hi, starting with... Hey, everyone. This is Mickey. JJ here. Hey, it's Kurt. Hey, it's Chris. And back to me, Joe. I am the Game Master as we start up again our Dresden Files Accelerated Game. This is a new game. I actually just received the hardcover book recently, and we have it at the table today. Um, Just as a note on that, I think it's a pretty well-done book. It's in the smaller format. It's not the huge um, normal size for a core rule book of an RPG. It uh, has 200 and some odd pages, and there are the small pages, so it is really not an intimidating core rulebook at all. And we're getting ready to get started back in on that. Yeah, for those uh, of you who have the fake core book, it's yeah. same size, same Good point, layout. Yeah. yeah, to Kurt's point, this is a fate game. It is done by Evil Hat Productions. And you can, of course, find them on Facebook, too. We've been posting on their wall. They've shared our podcast so far. And we're going to continue with this as a learning experience. We are deliberately not preparing between recording sessions so we can learn the game as we play. And we're going to remain our jovial, entertaining selves as we do so. At least we're going to try. (laughs) Who wants to jump in and tell us what we did in our last recording session? Because I would like to give a a brief synopsis of all three hours. Kurt has his hand up. It's so cute that you raise your hand. I don't want to summarize the last recording session. I just want to say I'm skimming my notes from it because I typed the notes. And I see that um, Mickey's character can quote uh, MacGyver the shit out of anything. <laughs> yes, and that Chris's character is a quote white cord vampire virgin. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was a little drunk in the third hour. He's I, also I'm kind of curious. He's also to, a priest. <laughs> he's a knight of the cross and a virgin. So yes. I'm uh, curious a, to. It works out. A priest who's a virgin is kind of rare. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously, in the last session we spent uh, three hours uh, recording every aspect of our creating Dresden Files Accelerated characters from scratch and creating the world in which they are going to play. And people who are hearing this episode, the last one they just heard was us pretty much finishing up our characters, creating or, or picking our stunts and aspects and setting our approach numbers, etc. using the array. What else did we do, JJ? Um, we discussed uh, a little bit of the city that we're going to be basing ourselves in. Mm-hmm. Um, we established some factions within yeah. that city. And um, I think we mostly fleshed out just the real estate developers. Uh, mainly, there is a little more in the background. I think I had mentioned before, I'm cr- trying to create just over half of everything so you guys don't know everything. And then as a group, we're creating the rest so that you have a good vested interest in what's going on. Um, Chris, what was the area we were covering? It was between two major cities. Atlanta and Charlotte. Okay, <laughs> between Atlanta and Charlotte. And if you're going to stay that volume, I'm going to turn your microphone up a little bit. And um, from there, Mickey, what did we say about um, our characters as we got started? Like who was wh- who was what? Yeah. It's like being I, in I school. What do you remember? Yeah. I remember. 
Well, there's some What did you do over the summer? <laughs> there's yeah. some connections between the characters. So, <clears throat> do, 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 Jay's, mm-hmm. James's character, JJ's character is the officer well, you at a resource. Him JJ. I did. Don't at a resource Fitz. officer. <laughs> Don't call me Fitz. Job, and we've known each other since high school. Well, our characters have known each other since high school. And my character has chased Chris's character in the past and tried to assassinate him. My character is a monster hunter, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. But actually, Shots. he kicked the... He kicked the <laughs> shit out of my character, allegedly. Poo. <laughs> I know, it's on video. Everybody's got phones. <laughs> but we just, I let him go because I realized that he actually is a good guy. Because if he weren't, he would have killed me outright, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Now, let me take a moment to sidetrack. And between myself, Mickey, and JJ, you could probably explain why, at least a little bit, why the video that was taken of the virgin priest vampire kicking the shit out of the monster hunter might not be so reliable. Video taken of, like, magical events is... Don't. Exactly. That's part of the, the... One of the rules of the universe of the Dresden Files is that magic interferes with electronics. And therefore, mm-hmm. any video of this supposed yeah. ass-kicking well, would have been corrupted. And this is why videos of Bigfoot are never clear, yeah. and nobody can get a really good shot of a UFO, mm-hmm. and you can't catch a vampire on tape. Well, technically, I'm not a vampire. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> but ch- chances are something supernatural supernatural was going on. Yeah. Therefore, the video footage is most likely grainy. It's like scrambled cable. Correct. Yeah. No, like when we used to watch scrambled porn. <laughs> <laughs> I think I see it. Oh, HBO, you can get a frame every 10 <laughs> seconds. Oh. Is that a titty? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Pause. Oh. That's, that's yeah. awesome. All right, moving um, on. <laughs> so let's, let's talk a little bit about the characters, because what we're going to do today to start off this first session as we get into our initial adventure is we're going to establish why all four of the characters are in the upstate of South Carolina, and let's try and maybe pick an area where you live or hang out regularly. It's not, you don't necessarily have to know your street address or something, but whereabouts <laughs> is your character? Does anyone have any ideas uh, or thoughts already as to why your character resides in this area? Or for that matter, where are you from and why are you here now if you're not from here? Um. The Cletus is actually from upstate New York, okay. uh, from the rural area of New York, and uh, is here because a lot of the youth here are being born with the spark, with the talent. So how did he get diverted from New York, or transferred from New York to the upstate well, that, that, That's just where he originally grew up, um, yeah. uh, and he was sent here by the White Council. Okay. So he moved from um, from the upstate of New York to the upstate of South Carolina. Yep, and he, he can and only reside in some place called the upstate. Basically, <laughs> all right. Uh, and who else wants to mention why their character is here right now? Are you ready for Mora the same? Sure, <laughs> more or less hard. <clears throat> so Mora, we covered during a few of the last sessions, is from the Western North Carolina area near the mountains, I think Cherokee, North Carolina, that region. Um, she's in the upstate simply because we've covered that there's quite a bit of history here. I mean, some Civil War battles have been fought in this area, so it's pretty active ghost activity. Mm-hmm. So she frequents this area just to keep a 
tabs on what's going on and if there's any you know, supernatural activity outside of the norm, she comes and takes care of it. And she's noticed that recently there's been an escalation in the amount of supernatural activity as a result of what the developers have been doing. Okay. Now, I, I think I missed a little bit at the beginning while I was typing. Where did you say she's from? Western or where North does she Carolina. reside? Western North Carolina. Is that where she lives and she just she's like, drives from there, here? Yeah. Well, she, she's, she's in like an extended stay hotel. She's in an extended stay yeah. hotel in okay. the area. But she lives in Western North Carolina. Let's call it Franklin. Sure. That's a, that's okay. Franklin, North yeah. Carolina. Western NC, Franklin. So we're not all living in Greenville. We're just living in the region. Yeah, this is one of the things. I don't know if we talked about it on air or not. If, if we did, I'll re-mention it. If we didn't, I'll mention it for the first time. Considering we are playing in 2017, and everyone has access to a vehicle of some type, whether you've got a car or being in the upstate of South Carolina, you may have a pickup. But you also have access to bus lines and um, uh, probably trains and what have you. Anything that goes between Charlotte and Atlanta, like flights, and we have our own airport in this area, Greenville Spartanburg International Airport. So e- it's easy enough to get from one place to another within a few hours that it's okay to not have everybody living in the same city. We don't need to be within walking distance of each other. It's easy enough to pick up the phone, call somebody else, and they're around within the next couple hours. So I like the idea that we don't all have to hang out in the same safe house. Everybody can just organize. Well, I'm from Greenville. My character, Jamie (laughs) Cleveland, is from an old Greenville family, old money. Now, I don't know if I'd ask you, is it J-A-M-I-E? J-A-M-I-E, correct. Jamie, okay. And uh, he um, is from an old family but doesn't uh, live, doesn't like to live downtown like Augusta Roadie where okay. most of his friends or people was. He actually lives up a little bit north of Greenville in an area called Traveler's Rest. And the reason he lives up there is because he wants to be able to get up into the mountains quicker because he, remember, loves to hunt and fish and is yeah. an outdoorsy guy. Good point. All right. And what about... Um, <coughs> it, does he go by father? I'm curious. As a Catholic priest, does yeah, he... he would. He would? Father Bartok. So n- <coughs> people who know him would call him Father... Bartok. Father Bart- Victor to his friends. Spell it. B-A-R-T-O-K. Okay, that's easy enough. <laughs> but I'm going to call him Father It's Victor, Victor with a K, right? <laughs> Correct. Victor. <clears throat> Victor with a K and two sevens. Got it. <laughs> where, where is he from originally? I want to say nobody knows where he's from originally. Does he know? Yeah. Okay. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> yeah, but I might let that play out yeah. later to, to so see I'll where just, the adventure goes. I'm going to record <coughs> it as origins unknown yeah. for now. Why is he <coughs> I, I in the upstate? Uh, for the real estate thing, were we working it as a, as a faction of vampires or something? No, maybe, maybe the, uh, actually, let me do a quick recap <coughs> of that. Um, we talked about it off the air for a few seconds before we started. But the factions we came up with, the one we fleshed out the most, to JJ's point, was the real estate developers. And in the book, you have to come up with a few things about them, like a goal, an obstacle, resources, weaknesses, and what their next steps are. And essentially, we had covered that the real estate developers want to make as much money as possible in as short a period of time. Uh, Local communities are pushing back on them. And they have control of local charitable boards, and they're greedy. And they're trying to build a convention center for professional sports and conventions in the <coughs> upstate area, something larger than anything we have so far. Aside from that, we had the uh, White Court Vampires being uh, 
embedded in banking institutions, the larger ones especially. (coughs) And we have another faction that I'm, as a GM, I am fleshing out behind the scenes called Ghosts from the Past. It was one thing I think Kurt had brought (coughs) up because it's an older area. There's plenty of stuff around. But aside from that, we had no other factions. Go ahead. Okay. So I will play it that something went bad in the previous uh, congregation. He had to leave town, and he kind of moved on this way. <clears throat> and uh, he, he's more stuck here because of what's going on with the white court vampires now. Okay. So he <clears throat> lives in what general area? We'll say he's closer to Charlotte. Okay. <clears throat> um, lives... Cowpens. No, uh, it's not big enough. Um, Gaffney. Gastonia. Gaff- Gaffney. Oh, Gaff- Gastown. Yeah, he he looks, lives yeah. on top of the big peach. Yeah. <laughs> it looks the like gi- a giant bum giant hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which they just repainted. It looks nice now. Yeah. It does. It looks like a freshly painted. It looks like a real peach. Like I could with totally a take a bite out of that. Yeah. Are yeah. we going to learn that you had to leave your former parish because you were diddling little boys? Because I'd like to avoid that if possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could have avoided it if you hadn't said it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's usually when the priest leaves town. <laughs> diddling something. Yeah. Time for him to find And now parish. the other thing that I want to ask that I don't have from everyone except Jamie, how long have you been in the upstate area? Now, from Maura, I understand that she's been back here. and forth. Back how, forth. In her most recent trip, how long has she been around? Uh, let's say she's been here three days so far. Okay. And Cletus, when he moved, how long ago was that? Uh, he's actually almost at the end of his tenure of being able to stay here. Okay. Uh, because of that little anti-aging thing and all that other good stuff. Uh, um, he's been here almost 20 years and looks close to the same. So it's starting okay. to... People are getting suspicious. People are starting to get suspicious. (laughs) Okay, let me just finish making that note. And um, Father Bartok moved to Gastonia about how long ago? Six months ago. Okay. All right. Now, I'm going to ask some questions similar to what we did in our Dresden Files one-shot. And this is where we try and establish some of how the characters know each other, some of the relationships that are going on. Um. And also how we kind of try and flesh out the characters in some forceful ways. And the reason I say that is because of the first question. Uh, Somebody's got to volunteer for this. (laughs) I'll go. All right. Well, we'll see once I read the question. Okay. (laughs) One of you doesn't like to keep up with current events. Who is it and why? I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, JJ, what do you got? Um, He's stuck in the past. Uh, You know, the, the the good old days, make America great again. You know, just oh. he's 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 stuck yeah. in the past. Okay. Um, so Cletus is stuck in the past, and what is it that he avoids? Does he avoid, you know, like RSS feeds, newspapers, TV, everything? Well, being a wizard, he doesn't get along with electronics in the first place. Yeah. Um, so like, he, when when um, the Greenville News is dropped on his driveway, does he just put it in the trash? Yeah, he he prefers <laughs> to. Um, yeah. Like most people. To allow his <laughs> worldview world to exist only what his eyes can see okay. and only what the Wizard Council tells him. Okay. So he's very um, closed-minded to current events. Okay. All right, and just to be clear for me, he's a uh, cop of the Wizard World, like a warden, but he is a wizard himself, right? He is a wizard himself. Yeah. And he's also a cop of realty. And as we're playing this, <coughs> nobody is on an epic level yet. Yeah. Right? 
we'll probably get to the point where everybody gets more and more powerful as we go. There, there are advancement rules within the book. Uh, but we're playing it as nobody has a stat higher than a plus three. I say a stat. It's called an approach. Nobody has an approach higher than a plus three because that's the array we start with. And as you can see from that ladder, plus three is pretty much in the middle of the ladder. It's, it's really good. It's actually called good, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Um, but it goes up and up and up and up from there to, uh, up to epic and legendary. We're not there. We may get there at some point. But the reality is we are good and not as in the alignment, but they're very good. Um, talented people in the group. You're just not like a Harry Dresden wizard yet. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. Next question. And I think this one I might just direct towards Mickey and Chris. What was the event that brought your characters together? Want to say you caught me doing some type of feeding on somebody or something? Well, you're a virgin. You haven't fed yet. Yeah, no, I feed. I just don't kill anybody. Don't kill yeah. Oh, okay. That's the virgin full, full Okay. I thought that was the but my feeding's part. different. I'm not like biting people and then I can like suck in blood. No, you're just the, you're psychic, yeah. psychic vampire kind of thing. You know, suck you by. You haven't turned anyone into a vegetable yet. <laughs> At least not that I know. That's what would happen if you overfed. Um, so... I'm sorry, I forgot the question. I got distracted. What was the event that brought the characters together? The reason I picked you two was because you, you kind of have something, but let's give it more structure. <laughs> what, what? I mean, that's a possible Yeah, way. I could see that. So you said you've been here six months mm-hmm. in the area? Yeah, but that's Gastonia area, so. May, yeah. do I, can I throw out a suggestion? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you throw out half you of it. Throw out every other can. word of your suggestion. No, I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> interesting. <laughs> What it's I like would Mad Libs. say do it. is the fact that you moved to the area, so like my my area of oh. patrol would so have you attracted might, my I attention. Up in her AO. You might yeah. cover a lot of the southeast. Exactly, then, I cover starting in Virginia. I cover the southeast, not Virginia, but and south, now there's a new white court vampire in my okay. neighborhood. I definitely would have checked you out, and then maybe I saw you feed. But how? Like what network? Like I how have would people. You do you want to just name the Paranet? Well, yeah, because that's right. one of my... All right, so here. As a monster hunter mm-hmm. in this world, I have what's called the Hunter's Network. So I've got a loose confederation of hunters who trade rumors and update each other. So I could see oh, as a so result of the Hunter's group. Network yeah. that someone would have maybe heard With that what there's weird them, like activity. Mora's Minions? No, it's just the Hunters Network. <laughs> Mora's Minions. No, because we're, we're yeah. colleagues. So these yeah. are fellow hunters throughout the United States that we keep each other abreast of what's going on in our turfs, quote-unquote. Okay, so you found out about um, yeah. Victor Bartok, Father Victor Bartok, moving into the upstate area. And then what happened? Maybe one of the um, minion, not minions, uh, slayers from your, the old parish that knew him warned you or something. That's Completely feasible, yeah. Yeah. Keep an eye on this guy type of thing, but then turns out I'm not that bad. Which turns into surveillance, which turns into yeah. Mora seeing you feed, which yeah. then means, oh, I've got to take you out. Apparently I've been slacking on my counter-surveillance techniques. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something your character would actually do? Would counter-surveillance actually make sense for Father Bartok? Yes, because of the position he's in and what he is yeah. and what okay. he's trying not to become. Yeah. <clears throat> so this time the hunter did not become the hunted. What did the hunted do when she uh, saw him feed and was confronted? 
Oh, me? Yeah, you were the hunted in this case. Sorry. I tried to explain myself away, but you know, yeah. she's probably not going to believe me first. Yeah. But she saw, according to my notes, another funny note from last week. Uh, Mickey wanted to kill him, but saw innate goody inside. Innate goody? <laughs> yeah, the fact that he didn't take me out when he had beaten me. I'm having a hard time saying that. When he had beaten me. We don't play Mickey's got a little fire in her eyes. Right? <laughs> now, with somebody that's an, like one of the Knights of the Cross, how do, do they keep that on the down low? Or is that well known in these circles? Or how does it, it work? would be... I mean, and in these you circles, guys help you know, me help me out with this. But it, it, it would be yeah, it would be known in circles of people who even understand it exists. Most right. people wouldn't even acknowledge right. that type of thing exists. For, I mean, think of, like um, um, a Muslim wouldn't even think that possibly it happened. A Buddhist, Buddhist definitely who gives the darn right. about Correct nails me if I'm from wrong, the cross. But Dresden wasn't really aware of them until he encountered until Michael, he met right? Michael. Yeah, yeah, it's it's part. That's part of what keeps them safe, right? Because they're yeah. they're mortals that wield these supernatural artifacts, and anonymity right. contributes to them. Well, staying I would alive. know if it, I was something like, would have I explained that to you? Like, hey, I'm this, you know. That's completely up to you. It and might that, be a yeah. way no, to not die. I yeah. could see that. Like during But the, would that make any would that mean no. anything to you, you know? That so could no. be the that's innate the thing, goodie. Yeah. That could be the innate goodie, right? Yeah. So during the battle you're like, No, I'm I'm a for the good guys, I wield the sword and I'm like, It's I just lies. The, I might not have given up that information though. More lies from the white court. I'm just trying to understand I'm just trying to understand like how you know, because I don't know anything about the Dresden verse, so I'm trying to understand like what people would, would know. Would you have called on your holy powers to defend yourself? It depends how how the fight was going. Well, considering that we're saying you won, then yeah. maybe you kind of did. Yeah, that's possible. And that could be the depends what kind of skill she has. And that yeah. could have been the the innate good that yeah. I saw in him. Not only did he not take kill me, yeah. you saw them, but he also yeah. had, if he can wield this yeah. this power, this type of power, then obviously there's some good in him. There was that angelic chorus for yeah. a moment. Aww. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, next. And I, you guys decide who it fits best, but um, uh, you recently, and this is any one character, uh, you recently had a run-in with the law. What was it, and what was the outcome? <laughs> like tra- traffic stop, potentially turn bad? Hey, any any. Any run-in with the law. Might Think of, y- this is going to be written somewhere. There will be a record of this event somewhere. It isn't just a, a warning for running a stop sign or California pause. Or What kind of uh, personality type? Is you, you get more of a kind of down low, but you're the rich guy that likes to play with like fancy toys and go crazy? I'm more, much more of a loner. Yeah, I'm okay, so if I got stopped by the cops, it would have to be because I had a lot of firearms or yeah. weapons. Like, <laughs> um, and I would have bought my way out of it. <laughs> Nice. But uh, what's your guy's last name again? Cleveland. 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 Gotta go to the Cleveland compound again. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one again. may not be for me. Yeah, I don't know if it would I'm, work. I'm, I'm the woodsy kind of loner. Yeah. Reluctantly maybe going maybe to more. I've got tons character. of B and E, like breaking yeah. and entering charges. Yeah. I could say minor. What was recent though? More recent. The, the reason I, the reason I phrase the question this way is it would be something anyone could look up in a public record if that kind of thing were to happen. I was investigating something in just outside of Greenville, Pickens. Um, it, maybe I saw reports of a possession. And through my network, I learned that they were trying to exercise. Exercise is horrible. Whatever yeah. it was, I went to go check it out. Yeah. It was an abandoned home. So I was 
surveilling, trying to get inside to figure out who was in there and if they needed help or if there's something I needed to take down. The local cops strolled by and assumed Saw I was... suspicious behavior. And got me for breaking and entering. Okay. So breaking and entering to what? What was the facility you were breaking and entering in? Abandoned home. Abandoned home. Mobile home. I want to make it something more abandoned. Be like an office. I want to make it something that um, you were going in there when no one else was there, but normally people are there. Like an office? Totally Totally a possessed copier. (laughs) Yes. HP or PC load letter. (laughs) Could be like one of the banking institution offices or something. That could, yeah, a local branch. I want want to make it that you you probably had to bypass security in some way and didn't get through all of it and it was triggered. Okay. So why don't we do this? So what because, if... Uh, what, the reason I'm saying that is, who's going to call the cops for you breaking into an abandoned house? Okay, so here, right. what if... So we're breaking into... I got caught breaking into a branch of one of the local banks. Pick Enter community bank name here. Um, um, do you want this to be linked to the white court stuff? Because they're probably not yes. the community banks. I say we link local, it. Uh, local... So so local, city area. local TD bank. Lo- not TD. <laughs> Local <laughs> subsidiary. Um, w- w- let's Bank just of America. Bank of yeah, North a Carolina. Bank, a Bank of America office. Bank of America yes. office. And the reason that I was attracted to that, and that is because I that could be the one uh, right off of Wade Hampton. There's one across from a Ryan's corporate office. Okay. The reason I was there is because there was something in the store, a uh, safety deposit box. Okay. A powerful artifact of Native American lore suspected to be I suspected it was stored in one of the, the safety deposit box in that branch okay so I so was trying to retrieve it all the security what are your sources asylum alarm tripped and they came and caught you mm-hmm. how about that Sounds what good. are your sources say the artifact was I don't know yet ceremonial I know maybe? I don't know I know we'll see because I never got to it because that already fits something that I wanted to do so I know what it is thank you you're welcome um now, what I would say with that is you probably spent uh, at least overnight in jail. How, how did you get out of that? I'm looking for what was the outcome of it. Because my, you got back out. My high school buddy here yeah. bailed me out. And I got to hear about his now, lecture say high school all buddy the way here home. And you point to somebody, the people who are listening did not see that. Oh, they that. didn't see that. It was Cletus. <laughs> okay. Don't call him Fitz. <laughs> Cletus Don't Fitz call him Fitz. Um, so why uh, would I have let you out? You would bail me out. Why would I bail you out? Because we've known each other since high school. I know who you are. We've known. Do you know each what other she does though? School. Maybe you know what. Do I know what you do? Yeah. But you don't know what I do. Why wouldn't I know what you did? If you know what I, I, I do, have revealed it. You know what? This, you didn't know his me, public. Let yeah. me ask the right. next question and see if you want to use that. If not, we'll finish that okay. one off. Um, the next question is, two of you um, have an incident in the past that caused you to trust each other. What was it? Okay. So you, you got to witness me execute one of your targets. Okay. So you had heard about maybe a warlock or something. Now, here's where it's going to be a struggle. The point of this question is you have to trust each other. Mickey, can you trust JJ? As far as I can throw him. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I with could me being that. a badass, that's probably not very far. <laughs> I, I practice Krav Maga on a regular basis, so I can... So you're good at <laughs> de-balling people, but not so much throwing them. And, <laughs> and jiu-jitsu. 
Okay. D bowling. Krav includes judo. Depends right? who you train with. Um, I thought it did. But yeah, I, no, I don't. So I mean, Cletus, I, we do judo, Cletus witnessed Mora. No, no. no, no. Uh, Mora witnessed Cletus executing one of her. Um, oh, all right. Targets. I thought it was the other way around. Okay, let me let me uh, backspace and fix that. Um, okay. And you saw it happen with um, a. Um, it's a it's a, it's a hammer. It's got about two foot. Um, handle and the you, if you had to guess you would say that the uh the hammer head probably weighed between 10 and 15 pounds that's how big it was so like thor's hammer kind of monier kind of but not really it, it wasn't square like that it looks it looks like a, just a regular sledgehammer but Pretty yeah brutal why but wouldn't you just get a sword and behead them they are beheaded they're just with a blunt force instead of a <laughs> <laughs> he's playing t-ball <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Jeez, that's gruesome. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, here's one where somebody has to put something. Um, I guess it's up to you whether it's good or bad in your backstory. Uh, an incident forced you to relocate in the past. What was it? And I mean, forced you to relocate in the past. I guess that's me then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what was it? And if you need any part of it to remain secret, because either you don't know it yet or you don't want to share it yet, that's fine. I mean, maybe yeah. I was uh, overfeeding on my uh, congregation, and they they got wind of what was going on, you know, and I had to get out of town, you know. Um, and Which forks and torches. Yeah, like maybe it got that bad where they feel like this guy is something up with this dude. So just so I have something to work with uh, later, where was this congregation? At least what state? If you don't know, we'll what say state. it's. Uh, you so can pick out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you can no, pick no. state, city. I mean, country if you want. You could have been in France. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just gives me something more to work with for back uh, backstory for yeah, when somebody's to. coming to find you. It could be these people. Yeah, we'll say it was like uh, in the Ukraine. Okay. In the Ukraine, that's a very small area overall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, I gotta have one for for Kurt. Uh, I think I'll make one up. See if it, it works. Um, all right, so you, Kurt, your character Jamie has been, is local to the upstate. Old name, old family, old money. There is one relative, blood relative in your past that you wish had never existed. Who is it? And why? Are you looking for something in particular or you just want to? You can p- pick a relation like a great, 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 great grandfather or, you know. Uh, an uncle from 200 years ago. You know, pick a relation. You don't need a specific name yet. We'll come up with a name. But uh, well, what was the blood relation, and why do you wish they had never existed? Uh, my great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather, I guess it would be, uh, was the largest slaveholder in Spartanburg County. Okay. Does that just mean he had the largest slaves or the largest number of slaves? The largest number of slaves. Okay. Um, well, I guess we should say uncle. It wouldn't be my grandfather because I'm in the I'm in the Greenville line. So let's say it would be a great great uncle. So, and he was not a nice man. So, do, how far do we want to go back? Uh, let's, let's give it that, like yeah. a, a decade or an era. An uncle from the 1840s to through the Civil War. Okay. So, an uncle from the 1840s was the. 
Like, largest slaveholder, mm-hmm. proud, confederate, racist, cruel pig. But also, okay. you know, source of a lot of wealth. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, that's part of the reason why I wanted to come up with a question specifically for you. Because I want something that links you to the upstate. Right. So people that don't want to like Jamie have a reason not to like right. him. I should probably use a different Because you're last from that blood. There's actually a Cleveland. Probably change my character's last name. You're I don't want to slander. You're welcome to do that. Yeah, because I am truly making stuff up. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm going to change his name. Let me think about it. Um, call him Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> Are the Montgomerys? Is that a family? Here? Uh, it definitely yeah. is. Yeah, I would not want to use that. Uh, who else? I'm trying to think of. What was, um, was some of the last names in the Titanic? What were some of those names? DiCaprio. Oh, like the Rockefellers um, and stuff. Winslet. <laughs> like Winslet. What, was, what was Winslet's last name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know any of the characters. I know a couple God. of the actors. I never saw that like, movie. I know the actors. I'll, but I'll I knew how it ended. So. I'll come up with something in the next couple minutes. All right. That's sad as um, uh, Next. This is for, again, for any character. You know Sorry. Let's use uh, something like Anderson. Anderson. Okay. I don't, know, Anderson. I don't know any Andersons, but that's a good old Southern mm-hmm. name. Yeah. So All right. Um, this is Anderson. a question for anybody, and it doesn't just have to be one person. If more than one person wants to answer this, that's fine. Um, what was your uh, biggest, call it loss or defeat, when dealing with the supernatural? Because you're all aware of the supernatural in this case. Yes. So when dealing, and when I say dealing, um, what I mean is any interaction. You were just talking with someone, you came up on the short end of a deal, or you were in a conflict and you lost, or whatever it may be. When I kick the crap out. But what was your biggest loss or defeat with the supernatural? I I think that could be something for me, since I have this mantle of the Earl King's Hunter. Ooh, that might be an ideal time to say what the Earl King actually is. That would be nice, since I don't mm. entirely know. Mickey. Mickey, are you, do you, you still have that ready on your uh, I do. Mickey, so we're sharing Mickey's, who the Earl King is, right? one, one of the things that we're trying to do with this podcast, since mm. two and a half of us have uh, Dresden Universe experience, or Dresdenverse experience, um, and two, two and a half of us don't. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm both halves in this yeah. case. But Kurt and Chris are not familiar with the universe as much. JJ and Mickey very much are, whereas I partially am because I listened to the audiobooks a couple May of years ago. May I start ago. and give an overview and then you can give more detail? Well, this has got the overview. Okay. Then you can yeah. give more detail. So Sounds what we're good. doing as we go along is we're trying to expose our players and our audience to what some of the point of the history behind the Dresden Files Accelerated game is. Go ahead. So this is according to Fandom, powered by Wikia. This is one of the many Dresden wiki sites out there on the internet. The Earl King, or Lord Hearn, is a wild fae. He's Lord of the Goblins and is a peer to the fairy queens. In the Dresden world, we meet two of the fairy queens, summer and winter. So the Earl King is what I meant when I said he's their peer. He's King of the Goblins, and he first appears in the book Deadbeat. He's a, a spirit associated with primal violence. According to the book, his book, he's, part, he's not part of the winter court or the summer court, defining him as a wild fae. He holds dominion over the spirits of fallen hunters, the energy of the hunt, excitement, hunger, and bloodlust. He can call on those spirits in the form of great black hounds, then ride the winds and the forests of the, of the wild hunt. 
he carries great power as he does this. So that's how your character would be connected to him because of that love of hunting. Right. right. Take it over, sir. So when she says he's the peer of the queens, right? So the, the, the summer and winter queens are at godlike level. They can, they could destroy the world if they so chose. However, the Earl King is limited. While he is their peer, he is only their peer while in a wild hunt. So whenever the wild hunt is initiated, he is all-powerful. And what's the wild hunt? The wild hunt is typically uh, used to um, kill anything that endangers the world. Um, and typically is used against outsiders. Which I believe even in your, um, your stunts and stuff, it was part of you know, being able to hunt an outsider. Uh, that was one of the additional stunts, I believe it was. So we have a little bit of an overview of the Earl King. My next question, I don't know if it's Kurtz or not, but my next question is, why is Jamie Anderson an emissary of the Earl King? What caused that? Right, so would it make sense for, like, since he's, he, what did you say, the controller of fallen hunters or the god of fallen He can hunters? call on, the spi- on those spirits. I mean, would it make sense for me to have been attacked on a hunt and been near death and for the Earl King to have saved me? So- in exchange for making me his hunt master or whatever I am. So, so when whenever the Earl King calls a hunt, um, any being he passes uh, during the hunt either joins the hunt or perishes from the hunt. Becomes prey. You either are a hunter or you become prey. So maybe I was just out. You were out somewhere about, where he happened to be, and maybe you him. landed the killing blow, and he was like impressed with your abilities. So that wouldn't be me losing to the Earl King, though. Was well, it, it depends on if your fate since has been good or bad. Well, being in this position might not be favorable. Yeah, no, it, this is definitely not something you desire. Right, right. I mean, now I'm at some okay. semi-god, demi-gods beck and call. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. I'm going to word this in my answer as um, Jamie was stuck in the path of a wild hunt and now serves the Earl King. Just yeah. to try and make that it sound good. negative. That's exactly what would happen. Um, all right. Who else might want to contribute contribute to this one? Not everyone has to answer, but what might your character have um, come up on the short end of in the deal with the supernatural? W-Y-L-D. W-Y-L-D, yeah. Um, Cletus uh, could definitely have failed one of his missions, um, got out, you know, outclassed by a, a warlock or a sorcerer. <laughs> okay. Um what what would have happened and let's at least give a single name to that person a first name a last name doesn't matter all right uh, or, or even a um a name they go by an aka like the dark one or some crap like that i i, I like olivia her name is olivia um and what she was doing is she was i don't know what magic she was trying to perform but I do know that she needed 10 kids under the age of 10 to be sacrificed to do the ritual. Shit. Evil witch? Or queen? Something. Uh, got an evil... Is she a wizard or But she needed mortal? their pain and their fear um, okay. to power the ritual. 
Um, so I was going with Sorceress. I think that still fits, that's, that's, right? That works. Okay. Um, so you were unable to stop her? I was unable to stop her. Those ten kids did lose their life. Okay. And maybe that was also another reason I requested a... Maybe this happened in the upstate. A transfer. Yeah. Maybe this is why I yeah. left. I can't deal with this job anymore. Can I be transferred? <laughs> Um, anyone else want to volunteer a and defeat I or guess loss? It would, it would also probably also tie into why I'm a school resource officer. That could you be, know, yeah. Trying to save kids. Okay. A defeat at the hands of the supernatural? Defeat or loss. Like I say, it could just be from the way we ended up with uh, Kurt's character's description. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He wasn't defeated. He just lost out on the rest of his normal life. Because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, it could be an actual defeat, the way um, uh, JJ described for Cletus. And it could just be you tried to um, make a deal and you made the wrong deal. And now you're you know, beholden to the Fae for some reason, right? It could be almost anything. Okay. You just looked up Chupacabra. I did. Because. Awesome. Okay, so <laughs> if it's too cheesy, y'all can let me know. The, there's no such thing here. Spring break. I love cheese. Senior year. Girls Gone Wild. Girls Gone Wild. Okay. Puerto Rico. One of my housemates, I, I, we came across a Chupacabra, and I lost one of my housemates before taking it out. Okay. <laughs> So in Puerto Rico, uh, Chupacabra. C H U P A. Yeah, oh, I got that one. I watched plenty of that stuff. <laughs> K- killed a roommate. Yes. Before I Mora could kill it. Could, um, so of course I've got the, that guilt because had I not okay. been so inebriated, I probably could have taken it out before. Family yes. blames you. You you took you took too long to put your shirt back on. And what was the question you were responding to? This was, was the biggest loss or defeat yeah. of the supernatural. When dealing with the supernatural. Um, when we get through this question, I yep. have to go back to a question about my Earl King's Huntmaster, but I don't want to distract. Actually, it would be fine to do that now while I step out for a moment. Well, you might have to answer the question. Oh, all right, fine. Go ahead. Uh, according to the mechanics in the book, yeah. I operate uh, at otherworldly scale, yeah, which when I go and look at the scale stuff on page 182, there's mundane, supernatural, otherworldly, legendary, and godlike. Yep. Um, and I didn't know if that was something that we needed to discuss, if I am actually operating at that level, or if everyone else is. Or we'll say for the first adventure, no. Okay. Because it's the same from Knights of the Cross, it's otherworldly. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, um, I just don't yeah. understand how that works. Well, it looks we like can, it's a we can read that if we, try to, um, if we try to exploit it, we'll read it and see what, it's, uh, what it equals my, for our name. My our interpretation of that is that when he's operating as the Huntmaster yeah. on a mm-hmm. mission for the Earl King, yeah. then that would be his scale. Mm-hmm. However, normally he probably operates as Supernatural where the rest of us are. Oh, that that makes makes sense. Sense. But because I try to bring in all of the characters' backgrounds and stuff in the game, that is going to happen. I'm just thinking it's not going to happen in the first adventure. Okay. Yeah. There's no doubt that since it has been picked, it will happen. Okay. But, um, You'll, yeah, get, like your the You'll get your mushroom. You'll get your mushroom. There will definitely Power be... Because it says when battling <laughs> well, That evil. would be the stop. Yeah. So I'm not like, you know... Yeah. There, there will definitely be at some point a uh, blackened denarius in our adventure because we have a Knight of the Cross. Oh, that's true. And that's definitely Who going to happen. the denarius? Yes. And then we'll get to hear the backstory of what yeah. the denarians are, what yeah. those coins mean. And that, that's part of what I want to explore as we learn the system and we're more, more comfortable with the mechanics 
then we bring more of the actual Dresden verse in. So I actually have a podcast related uh, question now. Okay. Um, as part of the little backstory that uh, Mickey and I have um, with Mora, uh, yeah. Mora and Cletus, um, during that execution, she was she didn't really know how to take it. So I initiated a soul gaze so that okay. she could learn something true about me and I could learn something true about her. Okay. Um, and we'd kind of just wrote, written it here on a note. Y'all pass the notes. Now, is that something that we should share or should that allow be allowed to kind of be kept I apart? should know it yeah, well, in case I need to exploit it. Aside from that, probably not. Um, so there's a little bit of more... Can, uh, uh, why, that explains why you would come out and, and, and bail me out, and why we stayed. Are and you going to play why two we would characters have a trust. that don't hate each other and bicker each other? It's going to be difficult, yeah. but I am huh? up for the challenge. It's going to be the most adversarial friendship you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be uh, Gimli and Legolas. Yeah. You know, yeah, that could be. <laughs> That's like, exactly. Rough at the like, start, well, but by the end, it's cool. Once every adventure or so, there will be that like tear in the corner of Gimli's eye or something. Yeah, why not? I think that makes sense. All right, that's cool. Um, all right, now I have one that uh, puts a couple of characters at odds. And the question is, what do you know about another character that, you, that caused you to distrust them? <laughs> not you, you two. and I. You yeah. guys? I was going to say, not you two. You've got enough right now. Because right now you're building a friendship. Let's not throw a distrust yeah. in it, I yeah. guess is what I'm looking at. Well, I mean, it, and, could, and still the be, other it could still be between uh, myself and Mickey because right, I, mean, right. I, meant the, the I could go bad, and and, but she's let me, allowed me to stay, you know, doing my thing. At a basic level, I would not trust Chris uh-huh. because, or Victor because I am, unlike most Southerners, not a religious person. And I distrust organized religion as a whole. Oh, so just true. based on the fact that he's a Catholic priest and nothing else, I'd have some level of distrust. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Um, Cletus would not trust uh, Kurt's character, Jamie, Jamie uh, simply because he operates outside the bounds of the law, outside the bounds of any law. Yeah. Um, you know, as being part of the Wild Fae, you know, it's all primal. It's, there's no laws. Okay. Um... So I'm just typing this as we go. Now, here's another thing that I want to throw in there because uh, another piece of that is the other character doesn't need to know that you know this. Now, clearly he knows who he is. He knows who he is. So those are, are obvious. But is there something that your character may know about another character that they don't know you know and it makes you distrust them? In this case, I, the, the idea is you're allowed to inject backstory into someone else's character just to show that your character might have negative feelings towards them in some scenarios. I mean, Cletus could know about me because she said something, but I don't know if he would distrust me about it or not. Mora could know something about your family history. Bunch of Um, Indian killers. Exactly. Maybe they, in your family's history, you've stolen land or taken advantage of my people, and as a result, I have that. It would make perfect sense Ranker. we've done something okay. bad in our past to have all the money we have. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is, so you're welcome to okay. And you're going to Native American with that? Yeah. Okay. Um, Given the region. Not meaning to offend anyone, but... You, gave, you gave smallpox blankets. Given where we yeah. are, that makes sense. Trade you some blankets. I don't have a lot of um, 
specific backstory in mind for my guy, so add anything you want. Yeah. I have a well, type, like a character type. So this mind. one is good because it doesn't force it on your character. It forces a reputation, but not, it's not an action your character did. Mm-hmm. So every time, every encounter with Jamie, it's her looking for those traits in right. you. Well, I think part of why my guy is a loner, I mean, one is just a genuine love of the outdoors, but yeah. two is um, this idea that he and his family have all this social privilege and wealth and status that's really based on a foundation that's not noble. Okay. Is part of what's probably semi-conscious in his mind. And this is one I want to ask of each people. Just so you know, I'm going with ten questions. We're on number nine. Um, this is good. Is this like your list of I'm questions? Or this up, yeah. is, I like this. Um, I actually had two ahead of time, and now I'm coming up with others based on what we're talking about. So for each person, uh, and I'll let you think on this one a little bit if you don't know already, who outside, and I want to name just at least a first name if nothing else, who outside of this group of characters knows the most about you and what's their name? And maybe what do they do, right? So it could be something like the... um, the cashier at Barnes & Noble knows me, right? And her name is Jennifer, something like that. And she knows that I'm the emissary of the Earl King, or she knows that I'm also a white court vampire, whatever this is. So I want to know a name, and what do they do? The reason for this is this will be somebody I use as a contact for you, somebody who may call you to see how you're doing, somebody who may be able to help you. Um, I use my example I just did. This you want to you know a book? She knows all the books in right. Barnes & Noble. She can grab one off the shelf. It's like a modern library, if you will. So this this isn't like um, a joint contact, though. It is a singular contact for each character. Specific to you, yes. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean they can't know someone else, but this person, is they know a lot about you. They know the most out of any friend you have, so to speak. And they should know that you're a warden, that you're a monster hunter, etc. They should know these things. But you, yeah. if you want to think about that for a minute to write something down or record it. Um, I've got one. Okay. And I'm actually just going to word it as who is your contact. And, but th- those, all of those things are true. Go ahead, Kurt. Um, Kate. 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 Her last name is uh, Beck. Kate Beck. Or Beckel. We'll go with Beck for now. Beck for now. What does she um, do? She is a fly fishing guide in Asheville. She operates out of Asheville. And she is super smart, super knowledgeable about the outdoors. Okay. I think she's very attractive, although I don't know that everyone would agree with that. Uh, <laughs> is she earthy crunchy? Yeah, she, I mean, she's yeah. a fly fishing guide, so yeah. she's in you know, Orvis shirts and some no. Out of what we've talked about your character so far, is there anything she doesn't know? Because my presumption is this contact is going to know just about everything about you. What might she not know, if anything? Um, I would not... I probably wouldn't talk with her a lot about my family. Okay. I, mean, I think she would know a lot about my, kind of my outdoorsy experiences, and I guess it sounds like she's going to know about my Earl King relationship. Because she must yeah. be keyed into that somehow as well. Yeah. But I don't think she would be interested particularly in, you know, 
highfalutin so society in the upstate. Where I would draw the distinction here would be along the lines of she might call you and in secret, you know, ask you something about it. Did the hurricane call you or something, whatever. But because she doesn't know about your family, if she hears something, she's not going to say, you know, go check on your second aunt on your mother's side, right? Right. And it's not that she doesn't know that I'm yeah. from a rich family and that I'm rich. It's just yeah. she doesn't know the details because it's not something I talk about with her. Okay. I'm not hiding it from her. It just, it's just not important to us. Is anyone else ready for the same question? Yeah. Okay, Mickey, go ahead for Mora. So Mora, uh, the person who knows everything about her is her mentor and her teacher, Shelby Lobo. Shelby Lobo. So Shelby is a mechanic and kind of the owner of the local junkyard, kind of like you pick type place. Okay. Um, he's known me ever since I was a kid. I was just always running around in the neighborhood. And when I got a little bit older, yep. I started just, you know, messing around maybe on his junkyard. And he took me over under his wing okay. and first taught me all about cars and mechanics and then over time taught me about... That's why you can MacGyver. That's why I can MacGyver the shit out of okay. anything. And as I became better at with my hands and tools and fixing things, I, he then taught me about the lore and about hunting. Cool. So you were his junkyard dog. I was his junkyard That's dog. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I was thinking right. Chris or JJ ready, or do you want to still think about it a little bit? Um, My direct superior, um, because of the way I got the backstory, you know, people I know don't know me uh, as my trouble and all that or good stuff. um, I want to just make it so that, you know, my superior, Mm -hmm. uh, whoever I report to within the White Council, um, let's go with Marcus. Okay. Marcus Aurelius. I'm just going to put Mizzard, uh, uh, Mizzard, Marcus Wizard is Mizzard. <laughs> Mizzard. Um, so Marcus Wizard uh, of the White Council. Now it would make sense that he would know everything about you, yeah. Because if he didn't know something, he would just go check it out and get the answer. Okay. Um, that's kind of all inclusive, right there. Any yeah. other thing you want to add with that? No, like is he, there he, anything he, you've deliberately tried to hide from him? Um, no, and if anything, I tend to overshare with him. He is my all-in-one therapist, (laughs) superior, um, because Cletus can't rely on anybody else in his family currently, uh, you know, he doesn't have an outlet to share his troubles with, so. And what was the name? Uh, Marcus. Marcus. He's your confidant. Yeah. As well as your... Chris, what about... Does it have to be somebody Father close Victor by? or can No, it can be anyone anywhere because anyone can call you by phone. Okay. You can do a Google Hangout, whatever. The Pope. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Could be, could that be would the make Pope. things so interesting. Yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of going that way anyway. Actually, so. your best friend could be Pope John Paul II, yeah. who is deceased. Why not? Yeah, no, you guys no. still chat on occasion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Google Hangout still. It still works. <laughs> <laughs> Hangouts from beyond. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to be uh, uh, a priest over in the Ukraine that yeah. knows about my uh, proclivities. My yeah, my horrible past. What name would you give him? Pretty It'll much. be Peter Chernoff. Okay, um, and he's a priest in the Ukraine. And does he know everything, or is there some stuff that he, knows he doesn't everything. know? He knows everything. Yeah. Okay. And what was his name again? Peter Chernoff. If it's is he in Crimea? <laughs> Crimea River. If we go, if we go to, uh, it should be like P I O T R though for Peter the Russian. Oh crap! Now I gotta go fix this. Um, C H E R. Piotr. Kind of 
It's Piotr. the Russian Peter. Piotr. Yeah, Piotr. Oh, frick, I just pressed the wrong button. I pushed page down instead of... Oh, God, ah! typing is so hard. It is, it is. Um, so exciting for the people at home. This is the most typing I do when we play, just trying to get all the stuff recorded. Um, all right, so for the last question, uh, and this is one everyone will need to answer in one way or another. Why are you in the Greenville area as we start this adventure? And you will be in the Greenville area because you're all going to be together. And that may be a better way to word it. Why are you all together? Where are you? Um, I am uh, downtown. Um, it's, um, I, I, I have taken the habit of uh, trying to hang out where the kids are. And okay. because of the Pokemon Go craze and like all the <laughs> all the lures and stuff, okay. yeah. um, I I just hang down there and I I just you know I I, make, I look to make sure everything's you know hunky dory. Okay. Um, Do all four of us know each other at the start of the adventure. I want to say yes, but I want you to describe that. That's part of why are all four of you in the same spot as we start this adventure. And you don't all need to be like standing next to each other, holding hands, skiing kumbaya. But you do need to be near enough that when this adventure starts, you're able to walk over to the other block and find the other person, that kind of thing. I figured I was trying to see what the white quarter up to with the whole real estate thing, what's going on with all that, or the banking. Stuff. There, I mean, there is a big bank in downtown Greenville. They have an office down there, at least yeah. one. So that might be one reason to be in downtown Greenville as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I would be. I would be personally. I would be near the TDP Center. It's just the Peace Center. It's just the Peace Center now. You're talking about the stage. Yeah, the stage. Oh, okay, that's behind the Peace Center. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Victor is near there because um, he's checking on the White Court. Uh, in what way? Like, is this? Are you guys going to give me my membership card yet, or I don't trust yeah, you? Yeah, because they don't kind of, you know, because I'm not full-fledged to kind of okay. keep me on the pay-no-mind list, but I'm trying to keep, because I, I want to right the wrongs of my past, kind of like my original sin, because mm-hmm. of being born that way, but so I kind of keep an eye on what they're up to, and kind of steer things in the direction that might, you know, lights of the cross want me to go. Okay. Who wants to go next? Jamie, Mora? I'm having lunch. The lazy goat because I love their lamb. <laughs> okay, so right on the river, so not very far at all from where Cletus is at. Um, so lunch, go ahead, or dinner, whatever the time of day is. We're going to call it midday because I want more stuff to happen. We'll call it lunch, maybe a late lunch. Mora is taking a closer look at those little creepy houses under the bridge because she's heard <laughs> some weird okay. stuff, which is also only two hundred yards from the it's lazy only, goat. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And just because of the way we described it, I'm going to be referring to that as Troll Village mm-hmm. for a while, just so you know. Are there actually creepy houses under the bridge? Yeah. There are. There are. Uh-huh. There's a little kid's children's park. That is crazy. It's got little houses. Yeah. So that's going to get us set up to start the adventure, but since we're at um, right near an hour now, we'll call this session here, but let's... Um, Anything else you want to clear up on character interpersonal relationships at this time before we start? Although we could do it at the beginning of the next episode, too. Essentially, how did this episode go with fleshing out your characters? Did it help out? It did. Yeah? yeah? It did. Um, I really like this one. Dude, I still think... my I don't feel very linked to the group, but that's yeah. I think that's fine. Well, that's I'm about a to happen. No, all, it works four out. Of you it works are, out. all four of you are about to do something together. Okay. 
Yeah, as long as you can find a way to link me in with one or all of you, then I'm mm -hmm. totally fine. I do have a couple of world questions I want to just ask off air because they've already been covered, but I just don't remember. They might be. So. Okay. Well, in the meantime, then, we can finish up this episode and we can all say... Goodbye. Thanks. Bye. 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 See you later. Au revoir. Ciao. Are you going okay. there? Okay. No, I will not play with the French accent. Okay, bye. <laughs> the preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. <laughs>